Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you use as a Anyway, it'll cause you not to eat your vegetables. Your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, or real events are entirely coincidental and unintentional. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated and no celebrity has endorsed any aspect of this show. To tonight's uh, episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky, uh, not with me as always is. Oh God! Hey everybody, uh, I'm Nick Nitrous. It caught me unaware. Caught me unaware. That's uh, DJ Old Dog. Uh, some of you who are not know that he is my father, and he will be uh, filling in for John tonight on the show. Uh, no singing, though. No singing, nothing like that, mind you. Just uh, he'll be filling in John's post uh, on the show. And uh, there's an elephant in the room. Uh, no, no fat joke intended, but we'll we'll get to that in the email section here. So uh, we'll go uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get to that here in a second. First, let's get to uh, the first email, um, which is we got an email from uh, a guy named Les. And uh, he just said, uh, I wanted to send a little note saying thanks for posting the last four episodes of Eli Stone. I'd already seen all but the last episode and was really happy to find it earlier tonight. I just got done watching it and thought I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, I also find myself totally took off at ABC all over again. How could they let an amazing show like this go? But at least I got some really great Eli and Nate scenes before the end. Relationship between them has always been my favorite part of the show from the pilot episode on. I'm so glad that they had those scenes in there. Even if they did make me cry. Uh, yeah, I think I'm done babbling now. Thanks again for putting up the episodes. It's much appreciated. Um, Les, thank you very much for writing into the show. We're very happy that um, that you enjoyed that. Uh, for those who don't know about that, we uh, <clears throat> we had a... Uh, well, I found the remaining four unaired episodes in the U.S. Uh, of Eli Stone. And so what I went ahead and did is I post, made a little section on the Good, the Bad, and the website, posted it up there, and... Uh, uh, so yeah, but uh, we will uh, get now to probably the other big question. It's already been addressed elsewhere, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. But um, I got an email. Actually, we got a lot of emails. Uh, we got a lot of Twitters about it. We've gotten a lot of Facebook messages about it. And uh, I'll go with the one that uh, that was directly. This one's from Kyle, and uh, it goes, uh, "Dear Nick Nitro and John, I just thought of this." Uh, what exactly happened to cause the initial disband, the supposed disbandment of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky? Uh, was just no one free at the same time, or what? I mean, uh, for those who witnessed what happened on Twitter and Facebook and follow our, our, our Good, the Bad, and the Geeky group, you know, I'm very sorry about any of the confusion that's happened. You know, it's pretty much getting down to brass tacks. Jimmy's no longer on the show, and... You know, me and Jimmy both listen to a radio show here in town that anytime they they lose a member, you know, it's not really explained, it's, you know, 
I never really understood why can't we just be honest and open. So I'm going to try to do that uh, to uh, a certain extent. You know, for a long time, uh, there's been, uh, I would say, a personal issue I've sort of had with Jimmy. Um, and, you know, I would go into a little bit further, but the thing is, is that it is personal. And at the same time, also, you know, uh, I think you can understand that too, sir. That, that you know, I was just not going to talk about it here. It's between Jimmy and I. Um, and the key thing is to know is that instead of going to Jimmy to those issues and to talk to him about it, instead I, I just didn't talk to him about it. I, I just didn't at all. And um, I was trying to rely on hopefully time to heal those wounds. And the problem is, is that, um, you know, Jimmy's a very busy guy. He, he's got a wedding coming up. He's got uh, school. He's got a new new house or you know place to look to live, etc. And uh, the only time I get to really talk or see him anymore is on the podcast. And uh, usually, you know, I think you listeners can probably tell um, before maybe we could or before I could really uh, have it personally. Uh, uh, form itself physically was that um, Jimmy and I have been sort of intense with each other and uh, you know usually I would say anytime that you have a, an issue with a friend you know until you do get up to the point where you can talk about it there's a lot of good times in between and lately uh, with the podcast being the only time I see Jimmy uh, I would just be beyond frustrated by the end of the night as I was saying, I think you guys might be able to tell if you listen to the show. One of our, and we've noted about to each other back and forth, which is we know some of the things that that people really love. It's when we're the shows at our best is when, you know, we're all arguing with each other, especially Jimmy and I arguing, and then John just comically taking fires at both of us. Um, sadly, though, lately it's been that uh, one pokes the other, and it's actually like they're poking a grizzly bear. The other one gets very upset whether it be about who's running the Twitter feed uh, or uh, if Star Trek is a sequel or a reboot, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it became very um, heated, more so than I think normally if it, we would have done this maybe those kind of arguments like a year or so ago, you know, it wouldn't be with the same fever. Uh, fever. So, um... And with all that time uh, not going to rebuilding the good, the good happier times, you know, um, all I always was faced with after every show was, well, at least with Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy would never stick around. I understand he's busy, but he would never stick around too often to have a laugh. Or, uh, I, I guess it was just pretty frustrating. And some of that is not all his fault. But uh, I guess in a lot of cases, it wasn't fun for me anymore. And uh, I was also tired of both of us uh, making compromises to the other one's suggestion, and then uh, the other person compromises the compromise. Um, I, we've both done it both times. Of course, we didn't really talk about it too often on the show because, you know, no one cares. But the fact is, eventually, it came down to Jimmy feeling that he was being maligned uh, into a certain direction with the show that he didn't agree with, 
and uh, and this is a conversation we've had before, which is he said that, you know, uh, if this is how it's going to be, I'm going to quit. And I, instead of saying, like I've always said before, you know, no, 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 we'll work on it, we'll work on it. The fact is, I said, you know what? Quit. And, you know, for uh, those of you who listen to the show just because of Jimmy, you know, I, I understand how you can be upset. Jimmy, I can understand how you, you can be upset. And um, Jimmy has also said, you know, that the good, the bad, and the geeky in the form that it is and now is is dead. And I also agree with that. But I also feel that the good, the bad, and geeky can carry on in a different way and will be successful. Uh, at the same time, I also feel that Jimmy in his new podcast will be successful. And furthermore, I think more importantly, you know, I, I hope uh, sincerely that we can work back at being friends because that was the thing. I really didn't feel like we were we were doing the podcast as friends anymore, at least not on my end. It felt more like uh, an obligation that I was putting up with. And, um, and I guess instead of butting heads over a podcast uh, uh, and, and who is doing what on the show and what gets in, what doesn't, and yada, 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 you know, I, I would like just to focus back on the friendship again and, um, now, will that happen? You know, I, I don't know. I, I sincerely don't know. Uh, I hope that Jamie and I will remain friends. I mean, we're both being very adult-like in this. I mean, I have nothing ill will to say about the guy, um, you know, to anybody, uh, really. I mean, those issues that I have with him are issues that I just never went and talked to him about. There was a, a bit of loss of, of trust and respect on my end, and, and because Jimmy knew at least that, I think there was some loss of trust and respect on my uh, from from him on my end. So, in the end, it's it's mostly my fault. I want to be very clear with that. So, f for those listening to the show, I apologize. Um, and uh, one last thing to note was that uh, it was supposed to initially be sort of a uh, sort of half-assed attempt at, at a birthday gift. And uh, either way, I was going through some files that had some old pictures in it and. There was some of the Florida trip that John was a part of too, but there was a lot of pictures I found of of just Jimmy and I hanging out and hanging with other friends, and you know, it made me realize that I've been so frustrated with the podcast that I've completely forgotten all the happier times, the the good times uh, that I've I've had with Jimmy as my as my friend and. Uh, you know, I believe things happen for a reason. I do feel that if I would have just kept my mouth shut this time, I think that the fallout now, which is I, I think is somewhat bad for both of us, I think it would have been a lot worse further down the line. There would be a much more deeper sense of betrayal on both sides, um, more Jimmy's side of feeling that I betrayed him more than me. And, uh, you know, if anything, you know, uh, even if, if we don't remain friends in some capacity, it never goes back to normal, which is, I understand that. I mean, I've made the bed. I need to line it. I, I respect that. But if anything, uh, I think if we can keep looking back at all the good times we have had with each other when we were friends in these pictures, um, you know, then that's, that's all we really need. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, But here's the thing, Jimmy has his own podcast now, 
So if you'd like to check that out, uh, you can do that at geekoutpodcast.libsyn.com uh, or just look out on iTunes for Geek Out with Jimmy. I listened to the first episode. It's really good. And uh, for the next few weeks, we'll help Jimmy find his sea leg, so to speak, um, by uh, advertising uh, his podcast on this show here. And for those worrying about John, John is still on the show. The reason why John is not here this week is because John uh, was uh, got married last week. Because we took a see that's what happened. This all happened on John's wedding week, and uh, you know, to not really mess with John uh, on the weekend of his wedding, I didn't really talk to him probably or email him until uh, Monday morning, saying, "Listen, this is what happened. What's going on?" And John said he's still doing the show. It's just that he went right back to work right away. When the wedding was over, and so did Amanda. So this weekend, right now, this is the last day of his two-day vacation. So this is the first time they've got to really spend quality time with each other for more than like a few hours a night. So, um, which is when he comes home from work and then has to go to bed, <laughs> get up and go to work the next morning. So, uh, and same thing with Amanda, by the way. So, uh, you know, I was more than happy to not say, well, you know, good, don't be here, enjoy your vacation. <laughs> Which uh, which is good. I mean, congratulations to John and Amanda. It was a wonderful wedding. I had way too much to drink. Had a few uh, great silly dances, and uh, hung out with a lot of great people. And uh, some people who out there are apparently listeners of the show in some form or capacity, which is um, great, but also a little frightening. So uh, yeah, with that out of the way, let's get right down to it. Um, we'll we'll get we'll get to it here and uh, pretty much what we're going to do is we're going to do the uh, the news section as always and then we're going to hop back in and we're going to uh, of course those listening in the talk shoe form this is going to be completely live and unedited which means that if there's a, a mess up from one of us that there's more than likely me messing up something or other but um, what the heck is going on oh well so uh, pretty much uh, this will be a live and unedited and what we'll do is we'll take that show and edit it and make it all purdy for the iTunes version. So this right here is the real deal. You'll hear all our little screw-ups, mess-ups, and uh, what have you. And that's fine. I'm comfortable with that. So, uh... So I'm trying not to talk. <laughs> Why are you trying not to talk? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just thought it would be the thing to do. Uh, oh. Well, well, I want to wish John and Amanda well. Congratulations. Yes. It, it was amazing. I was very excited to be a part of that. Um, and... I want to. I'll ask John next week, but maybe we'll see it uh, for the break if we can put uh, um, his song that he sang for her, um, or we'll, we'll see if it's okay if we can post the YouTube video along with next week's episode. So uh, yeah, good times. So this is sort of the first like major time we've done anything sort of major like this, and I'm gonna adjust my seat here because it's really. There we go. Sorry about that, everybody. There we go. We got to include everybody. Uh, there we are. Yeah, there we are. So, yeah, some good times right here. And uh, we'll get to the news here. But, uh, yeah, John and Amanda's wedding was just totally awesome. Um, those who might have listened to the show before, uh, Nate, Haley, and uh, Wendy Webb were also there. Uh, was totally a blast. Um, <coughs> yeah, I just can't talk about enough about it. It was it was so much fun to be part of that. They even had crosswords about John and Amanda, 
Like, uh, John works at York Steakhouse, so in the crossword they had York Steakhouse, which I didn't, I ended up giving up my brain hurt too much, because I'm not good with puzzles like that, or <laughs> puzzles in general. I enjoyed to do it. Yeah, well, actually, uh, here's the thing, me and Jimmy and, and his fiance Morgan, we all sat at the same table together, and, uh, you know, and it was a lot of fun, because Jimmy and Morgan wiped out the crossword in a few seconds, and I'm just going, I can't do puzzles. <laughs> It was very embarrassing, um, but it was a lot of fun. And even Jimmy and Morgan helped me give a, get a few, which was very cool. But uh, I had to give up at some point because then there was then they opened up the bar and also had dancing. So I had to I had to get to that you right away. I had right? to I had get distractions. Right get right to it. Um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So all right, so let's get to the news, and we're we're going to start with uh, uh, news first. And I guess some of the the changes would be. Um, comparatively to what Jimmy would do, Jimmy would sort of uh, sometimes uh, overlook certain items that didn't really um, pique his interest on shows, and um, you know that sort of bothers me a bit. But and sometimes I would do the same thing on my ends. To be fair, so one of the things that we've talked about doing uh, for a while ago, we never really implemented, was being a little bit more fuller to the extent of what news we're, we're commenting on. And so we shall. So we shall. Um, and also, I've been updating the Good, the Bad, and Geeky uh, Twitter feed. So, um, you know, I've been trying to get it up there as soon as it hits. Not always been as, as successful, but we'll see what we do here. So first off, movie news. Movie news is uh, Marlon Wayans is going to star and produce a, uh, in a movie called The Year of Living Biblically for Paramount. It's based on the A.J. Jacobs best-selling nonfiction book in 2005 which is subtitled, One Man's Humblest Quest to Obey the Bible as Literally as Possible. Jacob spent a year attempting to live out the rules of the Old and New Testament with comic and enlightening results, which, you know, if it was like Yes Man, I don't think that would be, because that's apparently Yes Man was based on a guy from also Great Britain who just said yes to everything for a year to see what would happen. And comic, mm. as per the APY here, comic and enlightening results... Ensue. That would be biblical. <laughs> oh! So, oh, oh man. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, we also got uh, the movie called Shadow of the Colossus is heading to the big screen. Initially created in 2005 for the PS2, um, the game features the Wanderer, who, along with his horse Argo, travels across a western-style landscape to defeat enemies known as the Colossi um, to pretty much save a, this girl. That's pretty much it. For those who've seen the movie with Adam Sandler and Don Chidel, uh oh my god, I'm totally dying on the name here. Uh, you don't know the name, do you? No, 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 you no, 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 no name. <laughs> oh god, in, in the shelter house today. <laughs> but, uh, oh shit, that's really going to bother me. And I don't want to look it up because that would bother me that I wouldn't remember. Anyway, it's a movie with Adam Sandler and Don Chidel. And long story short, too late, it pretty much Adam Sandler escapes into this world. But pretty much you go around. It's, a, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but it's like in a, in a valley. And so there's no horse. I mean, there's a horse that you ride, but pretty much you've got to go around and kill giant, like, colossuses. Like, big, Ooh. pretty much demi, the giant beast. Some of them, and each one this of them. Is, this is not a movie. This is, this a, is a, Well, that's a video game. They're going to turn it into a movie. movie. Yeah, it was released for the PS2, and I've played it a few times at, when I went to a friend's house. It's a cool game. I, and it was one of the things where I've always wanted to buy it, but I just got distracted by other shiny things, like recording equipment. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, it... Oh, what is that movie called? It's really going to bother me. You know what? By the time we finish recording tonight, I'll know, and we're already done recording. 
<sighs> so, all right, uh, TV show Eastwick, based on the late author John Updike's 1984 novel, which, of course, The Witches of Eastwick, the movie, is uh, already working on their first season episode to feature a musical. That's how popular they think their show's going to be. A musical. Uh, a musical. Boy. Not go- Yeah. They're going to re- reprise Cher or what? <laughs> no, actually, I don't... Uh, we've talked about this before. I don't remember it... Personally, I'm, again, this is my fault. I've not been following Eastwick as much because um, I'm, I, I just don't, yeah, I don't know what, but that just doesn't seem appealing to me. But then again, though, I've not, I've, I'll be honest, I've not also seen the original movie with John Nichols, Jack Nicholson, and, and uh, is it good? It's a drag, a drug for me. It's like basically what it is. If you like looking at women, that's the big thing here. Oh, so it drug because you don't like looking at women? No, it drug because... At looking at women can only do so much for a movie. We're looking at the exploits of Jack Nicholson, I guess. And, and he's the <laughs> devil conquest of, of those women, so... Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, Tom Cruise apparently was supposed to be in a political thriller called the 28th Amendment, uh, but... Uh, but ha- but quit because apparently he's also doing another movie called Motorcade, which is uh, it's about a plot to uh, about a U.S. president who uncovers the plans to kill himself, not to kill himself, but someone else to kill him. He finds out about them, and so uh, so yeah. And this was pretty cool. We reported this um, right as it was uh, right as we were finding out as it was hitting the AP, which was uh, in our Twitter, which was the prequel Angels and Demons, which is due to hit out cinemas, I believe, in this May. Uh, the book The Lost Symbol, which is supposedly supposed to be the follow-up to The Da Vinci Code, is slated for release in September. Executives at Columbus Pictures, or Columbia, Columbus Pictures, gee, mini Carmen. Columbia Pictures, the studio behind the movies, have already given the go-ahead for a film version of the new novel, stepping up negotiations to lock down a deal for Brown's latest work, according to Variety, which means they're already making the movie before the book's even out, or getting the process going, which I think is just, that's awesome, but just totally, Wow. So, uh, now this is my, uh, you'll like this news, but this falls under movie news to me. William Peterson has mentioned that they're working on a crime scene negotiation movie. That's why, one of the reasons why he specifically asked that both Sarah Seidel and him were not killed in the series. Well, they're in sabbatical out where in the, yeah, in <laughs> in the, the wilds of, of somewhere. Well, apparently, yeah, that was the whole problem. That was apparently the pact that he made, he won made, so they could do another movie, which... I'm just like, seriously, a CSI movie, that just, that's like something that should be done 30 years from now when the show hopefully has been canceled by then. I'm not sure that it will. It'll be like Law and Order, just chugging along, creating more pop-ups. I don't want to, again, CSI might end up like Gunsmoke after 20 years, <laughs> something we'll have to give. Oh my god. I mean, I like the show to a small degree. I can't really watch it too much anymore, but I mean, <sighs> I'm just trying to imagine what the movie would be like. Because that's the thing, it's like, it had, it's all about the story. But I'm like, but really, the only reason why we care about the characters is because we've just seen them do enough crap together that, you know, you know what I mean? It was never... It's about their personalities and how they react to the, to the, to the, uh, the crimes and the stuff that they... That's what brings you about. Yeah, I, I like how Greg had grown as an individual. Well, but and I consider him being a geek, him being a geek, and oh, he's turned into an ungeek almost. Well, well, I always call that. To be fair, too, I I, I consider CSI to be a show like uh, 
like Star Trek The Next Generation, which is, I love Star Trek The Next Generation. It's my favorite of the group, and maybe this is the reason why, but it's none of this, oh, let's try to force a, a, like a long arc plot through the entire season. Star Trek, to my knowledge, when I grew up, and to me it still doesn't really, unless it's the movie or movies, it, it institutes uh, uh, usually a singular standalone episode about them exploring new universes or new parts of the universe. And Deep Space Nine, I, I, I was bored with Deep Space Nine. Voyager, I remember... That was supposed to be Gunsmoke. What? Deep Space Nine? Deep Space Nine was supposed to be like... Oh, no, I like totally Marshall understand. Marshall Dillon at the OK Corral. You know, oh, okay. I totally understand that. I, I totally understand. And, you know... Or I, I, I don't. Right? I have nothing wrong with the cast. It's just it. It. I tried watching like a season. I think I got a little bit into season two, and it just was still boring me. Like I didn't care if Cisco died. I didn't care. But that's the thing. Like well, after the first season of Star Trek: Next Generation, like I, I guess I was still ready to see what they were going to do next. I think. I think what what they tried to push was they were able to go long distance very quickly and get get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. And going that through the wormhole and. Right, and I and I I do appreciate they were trying to do like which a lot of shows weren't really doing back then, which was they knew that they had a general seven. Well, I don't really feel this way about the show, but you know, Jimmy was always very adamant about that, and he's shown me proof before in the Star Trek Encyclopedia where they've noted that they want every show they've done to have a seven-year run, like Next Generation, and the whole they had an arc planned from beginning to end for Deep Space Nine. It's just some of the things in the middle, they didn't have any idea what, what they wanted to do. And so, good for them. Kind of like Lost. It's like, we know we're going to find out what the smoke monster is, we're going to do this, but seriously, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, also in movie news, uh, this is a, speaking of remakes possibly 30 years into the future, or maybe 20 years. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, the guy who uh, co-directed Sin City, he also directed uh, The Faculty and... Uh, the Spy Kids movies. He is uh, doing a remake for Predator called Predators, uh, which will be a remake of the movie Predator. Apparently, they long before the Alien vs. Predator crap, I'll call it that because it is, um, but, uh, he was asked to write a treatment. They're, they're saying he wrote a treatment for it, and uh, yeah. He apparently called it Predators, kind of like James Cameron did with Aliens, as a homage to that. And apparently it involved Arnold Schwarzenegger's character being breaking back to the Predator homeworld and has to gladiator fight himself out of the... And they said it was really cool, but really violent and gory. And then Fox just never did anything with it. They just stored it away. And apparently one of the new executives was going through all these old files and like, oh, hey, that guy's really good now. You know, there's a lot of other big movies. Hey, won't you come back and do this one? So he's producing, he's co-producing it, which, as he says, which I find this interesting, which makes me wonder about some co-producers, which is whoever the director, the real director might be, co-producing means he has the authority to come in and go, no, no, I want to cool shoot this scene over here because it's cool. <laughs> which, bravo to Robert Rodriguez for that one, people. Um, Speaking of Sin, Spin City, uh, Spin City, Sin City, not the Michael J. Fox movie where he goes on about Marv and the girl that escaped him or something. <laughs> As he shakes horribly. Oh, <laughs> That's so horrible. Um, That's terrible. No, that is horrible. I'm a huge Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, if you ever listen to this, I love you so much. Back to the future. Um, the sequel rights to the movie Sin City, Frank Miller's noir comic, are being shopped around Hollywood because apparently Dimension Films are... They lost the rights to the film. 
which is a little interesting. Um, Iron Man 2, uh, the guy who played Agent Phil Coulson of S.H.I.E.L.D., the guy who kept coming around to Pepper and going, when can we speak with Tony? We need to do debrief him over what happened. Yeah, he's coming back, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, and you know how I'm finding this out? It's not from the Twitter wire, or it's not from the AP wire. John Favreau is Twittering live from the set. And apparently he's still pushing hard to get Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert Downey Jr. to start twittering themselves. Mm. Which, no, but it's really cool. Like, he'll sit there and go, it's a beautiful day out. And next week we get to work with the suits. The suits come out. Because he's, like, in the uh, in Tony's workshop with uh, Gwyneth and, and Downey. Yeah, like, so you get little updates. It's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, and some other girl named Kate Mara. Apparently she's in Rain Wilson, the guy who plays Dwight from The Office. He has a movie, I think he wrote or directed, called Peep World. And she's cast in an unknown role in Iron Man 2. Uh, big fans of Twilight will note that 30 Days of Night, you know, the big horror zombie vampire movie, director David Slade of that will helm Eclipse, the third installment of the Stephanie Meyer's best-selling Twilight franchise. Because when, oh, I, when I think of lovey-dovey movies, I think of zombie 30 days of night vampires. Um, just two years after it was launched to provide Fox with a slate of low-budget features aimed at teens, Fox Atomic is shutting down. Who here remembers that little beautiful ditty, Miss March? If you don't remember because it came out like two weeks ago, you're probably right. Um, I don't remember Yeah, I don't really remember hearing it. I just remember seeing an ad and a person like, I should probably know more about that movie, but I don't. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is replacing James Franco, the Green Goblin's son, that guy, in the movie called Inception, which is the next movie by Chris Columbus. Now, this puts some people's panties in a bunch because, well, he's not doing Batman next, and this just makes people sad. Actually, I'm fine with that. His last film in between the Batman movies was awesome. Was The Prestige with yeah. Nolan and Hugh that Jackman? That was a pretty good movie. That was a great movie. Um, I, I, I'm still, I'm, I think I'm the only person that's still just like, cause when I talk about people, it's like, it is a good mor- movie to discuss morally, but then they're just like, yeah, I'm totally with Christian Bale and Michael Cam. I'm like, does no one see how they fucked up Hugh Jackman at all? Well, <laughs> I mean, don't, I mean, is I he think, the original or is he, uh, oh, he's, that's the thing, we never know. You and, don't, you don't know. No, no, and that's sad, that's tragic, but a lot of the time, I'm more on Hugh Jackman's side. Because those, because Christian Bale totally ruined his life. Because I, I'm sorry, I, 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 after I don't know, like, if well. so, if the guy, I don't care if he accidentally, if he even said, "Will you please not include my wife?" I don't care. I know she wants to, but and, and then he goes, "Okay, include the wife." But here's so, the thing. Okay, now here's the thing. So you can go back Bell's on. Twin. Now that's the thing. You can come back to me and say, "Well, he didn't know that because it was the twin." And I'm just it's like, just, "Screw it's that." A, it's a ripoff. It's <laughs> the Prestige is a ripoff of the Prestige the Tale of Two Cities. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shove that, Dickens. Um, okay. So for TV news, uh, ABC uh, for the second year in a row is looking to acquire the New Adventures of Old Christine. Should CBS uh, opt to cancel it? Apparently, it made a bid for that last year, um, and so far CBS has not really said one thing or another. Um, now, this is funny because it's weird. <laughs> the actor Michael Weston is being cast on a show where the lead character is called Michael Weston. <coughs> okay. Burn notice, the character is Michael Weston. Yeah. The real-life Michael Weston will be cast on the show as an unbalanced MIT grad who turns to the real to the show Michael Weston. 
For those who don't know who the real so Michael Scott is. that's a prequel to Burn Notice. Uh, uh, n- no, no. Ab- Postquill? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, Sounded good. <laughs> well, it did. Michael Weston was the guy who was in house that played the detective that was always helping House around. He was supposed to get his own spin-off show, yeah. which I thought was... I would have been, I would have loved to have seen that, but then Fox just said no, which I think is stupid. But anyway, he he's playing... His real name in real life is Michael Wesson, and he's being cast on Burn Notice, is pretty much what it is. But the way they advertise that, it's like, Michael Wesson uh, and the real Michael Wesson faced off. I'm like, ooh, so the show we've been following is not the real Michael Wesson. I read I'm like, aww... Let down. Let down, okay. Uh, one time Law & Order CI uh, Detective Alicia Witt, who is also in, uh, that you might know, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus, is uh, guest starring as a sexy gynecologist that Hank fr- uh, from Dave, Dave Duchovny from Californication crushes on in the upcoming third season. Uh, Ooh. Apparently, M. Beth Davids has been cast as the wife of Peter Gallagher's dean in ten episodes of the to- Showtime dramedy In Treatment. And uh, now this hurts me a little bit because I love the show, but uh, NBC's uh, Kings has been exiled to summer altogether. It was moved Saturday about a week or so ago, and now it's been completely moved off the map so until July 25th. Falling down, or is it just... I'm sorry, June 13th to July... Oh, no, the show is bombing horribly. Like, they moved it just to a Saturday and with some kind of fluff-like reality show, and the ratings just went through the roof for the time slot. I'm just like, oh... It, I, I, you know what? I didn't like the first episode of Kings. I it was okay. After that, man, it, it got good. Like, the way they talk is a little weird, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's wonderfully written. I'm very sad that it's getting... Whatever, but, uh... Okay, uh... For those who don't know, what's the name? What's uh, the starter wife got canceled? And uh, yeah, <laughs> which means that uh, that what's her name? Uh, Deborah Messing needs a new show. So they're doing a show, which is a pilot. No one knows what it is yet. It's an untitled pilot, but they're going to be uh, pretty much it deals with a, a laid-off uh, CEO who is ill-prepared to be a full-time wife and mother, as her husband is to provide for the family. So they'll be, ooh, I know, exciting stuff. Uh, <coughs> Project Runway, for those who've been concerned about that, because the show's apparently been shot and in the can for like a year now, or half a year, but it will be coming back to Lifetime on August 20th, the day after my birthday. Joy. Uh, USA also picks up the show White Collar to series, priming to take over Monk's slot when it ends. It will be starring uh, Chuck's Matthew Baumner and Tiffany Thiessen. Uh, for those uh, I didn't know recognize the name from Chuck, Matthew Baumner is Bryce Larkin. Oh. So, and the rumor is, is that he's the one that gets killed in the finale because they say it was someone from season one, right from the very first episode that we've all we all know who who they are. And I'm like, but who can you kill from Chuck of the show? That's a it's not really a game changer, but would really bother some of the cat r- put ripples throughout the entire cast. I'm like, it would be Bryce Larkin because yeah. first off, they would all see that Bryce is still alive. And number two, Sarah would be a little wounded, and then that would... Did you watch Chuck tonight, or...? Yes, I... What did you think? Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I'm sorry. Well, that'll be building it. Sorry. Yeah. We've not talked... See, usually I get to talk to him about these, some of these shows, and he's been catching up because he was gone last week. Um, the band uh, Motley Crue will guest star in the season finale of Bones. They'll be performing the song Dr. Feelgood. Um, <laughs> supposedly, this will have to do with uh, his total... Woo! 
oh, I have brain problems, kind of thing. So that should be... Who's got brain problems? Booth. Oh. Yeah, remember I told you a while ago that Stewie was going to be on... Fam- uh, from Family Guy was going to be on, on, on Bones? That's partly because he's not doing well in the head. He has a, he's a oh. problem. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> NBC will be cutting the episode, number of episodes of Heroes uh, from its 25... From 25 episodes this season to 18 to 20 in its fourth season, um, which <clears throat> I don't really know what to say to that. Maybe it's because the first half of the season blew chunks out my something <laughs> something. Hey, I've got to trying not to. That's all that today too. No, well, I will say it's a whole lot better now. But I mean, my God, every week it was just like watching someone stab my eyes with a spoon. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was horrible. Uh, John, I'm going to save this for next week, too. Uh, if you have HD DVDs and you have a Blu-ray player and you want to switch over to Blu-ray for free or for like a dollar or two, you can switch out your HD DVDs to Blu-ray at www.redtoblue.com. That's www.redtoblue.com. <clears throat> ABC renewed these shows because they're stupid and did not include Eli Stone in this list or Pushing Daisies. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, The Bachelor, Grey's Anatomy, Desperate Housewives, of course, Lost, Brothers and Sisters, Private Practice, uh, Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, Wife Swap, Super Nanny, and the show that will just not die, America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, that show is That's amazing that they want to take, they want to try to curb your, uh, let's see, entertain you with fantasy reality shows for... <laughs> Something like Eli Stone, which is a fantasy, and yeah, I, I know that makes me so. And it's pretty close mad. to reality, or at least you hope it is. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, Mark Guggenheim was a lawyer. He trained to be a lawyer and everything. So, I mean, some of those things are. I bet. I bet. Sometimes, I, I, this is me thinking out loud. It's assuming, but I would assume he's just reading the newspaper every day. Like you know, I read my Variety, got that stuff done, and he reads the newspaper and he sees something and just goes, you know what? That irritates me. Let's see legally how I could dissect it. And then he just puts it into he well he did he put it into the show, that's what I think he did. Which and of yeah. course I enjoyed every moment of when he did stuff like that. If he did, hypothetically, um, Christine Baranski will be uh, trying to psych out Sean and Gus on Psych in the upcoming season four, saying that she believes her husband was murdered. Was that a murder? Is <laughs> uh, that a murder? Is it a murder? Um, Christopher Gorham has closed a deal to reprise his role as Betty's ex-love Henry on ABC's Ugly Betty on the two-hour finale on May 21st. I really didn't know that... Uh, How could you get two hours of Ugly Betty? Ugly Betty. I don't know. I mean, no offense to anyone on that show, because everyone said that show is really good, but I'm just like, two hours? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think Scrubs... I could see an hour would be plenty. <laughs> I could see two hours of Scrubs, not two hours of Ugly Betty. That's just overkill to me. But again, I'm also a fan of Scrubs and not a fan of Ugly Betty. And so there you are. So, uh... We'll uh, take a break, and we'll be right back right after this. Well, Itchy and Scratchy are gone, but here's a cartoon that tries to make learning fun. (laughs) Sorry about this, kids, but stay tuned. We got some real good toy commercials coming right up, I swear. Hey, who left all this garbage on the steps of Congress? I'm not garbage. I'm an amendment to be, yes, an amendment to be, and I'm hoping that they'll ratify me. There's a lot of black 
have got too much freedom. I wanna make it legal for policemen to beat them. Cause there's limits to our liberties. Please I hope and pray that there are. Cause those liberal freaks go too far. Why can't we just make a law against flag burning? Because that law would be unconstitutional. But if we change the constitution, then we can make all sorts of crazy laws. Now you're catching on. What the hell is this? It's one of those campy 70s throwbacks that appeals to Generation Xers. We need another Vietnam to thin out their ranks a little. What if people say you're not good enough to be in the Constitution? Then I'll crush all opposition to me, and I'll make Ted Kennedy pay. If he fights back, I'll say that he's gay. Good news, Amendment. They ratified you. You're in the U.S. Constitution. Oh, yeah. Doors open, boys. <laughs> So it's true. Some cartoons do encourage violence. Ugh, ow. Everyone, we're back. That wasn't that break exciting. We don't know what we did there, but it's something exciting. I'm very sure <laughs> it will, has garnered your attention to stick around. So this is the part where everybody calls in, and i got to say, we have a wonderful queue of zero queued up. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, no one's queued up. So uh, the whole point of this would be initially that we want you to call in and talk about it, because, you know, usually... It's always us talking probably way too long about the show, about things. So we wanted to, <clears throat> you to call in. Apparently no one's doing that right now, which is fine. Which is fine. Again, this is all a test anyway. Um, but uh, what we'll go ahead and do then is we'll just talk about some of the finales ourselves and what we will think happens, what we know happens. And um, So first off, I guess, because I asked earlier, Chuck. What do you think of Chuck, man? Well, Chuck is awesome. I, I don't. It sounds like they set this up for the season finale for so in case they got canceled. <laughs> no, they well, no, they have. They very much have because they the well, ratings have not been great. And yeah, they, but they're getting renewed, right or not? There's been no word yet. There's been no word yet. Everybody, everyone on TV Guide, everyone on Entertainment Weekly is saying save the show. The show deserves to be saved. It's one of the most critically loved shows. So it's not, it's not, okay, I haven't been paying attention to the, what the yeah, audience are saying. The so. thing is, is that it's winning, it's, it's not like Heroes, where it's winning its, you know, it's main, like the teenager demographic, but it's, uh, yeah, we don't really need that right now. Um, but pretty much it's, it's just, I mean, it's sad. How it's not like well apparently two weeks ago there was a huge when Chevy Chase and Scott Bakula first appeared on the show there was a huge bump in viewers and then the week following like last week the last week's episode it just didn't have the same it actually dropped back down to normal and I find yeah. that sad I mean uh, there every other episode is just great I, it was sort of predictable that those guy idiots from the from the buy more was going to cause a power outage. So that they could get out. But I didn't. I didn't see that at all coming. You didn't see that in the gun. No, I did I not said, see that coming. Because it's in the. It's constructed in a basement, basement in the building building. next door. I, so if it cuts the power to the power more, I didn't and I, see that. What at I all. thought happened was that they put it on the wrong power source. But little did I know is the the buy more had an alternate power source anyway. So as soon as the power was cut. Less than five minutes later, it was back up. But I, I totally so. did not, did not. You didn't even see no, that. Huh? No, I will, I will say this about Chuck. Usually, the show is horribly predictable, but 
Every single time I watch it, though, like I, 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 it's it's like Ocean's Eleven, except for the without knowing what the hell's going on. Like you know what is going to happen, but you still walk out going, "Eee, that was awesome." Uh, and last, the Chuck is like the last few episodes, just every episode, an awesome it, cast, an I awesome. I thought it was really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honey, was freaking honey, out. Wait, wait, wait. freaking out, awesome, like, awesome, everything's awesome. awesome. But uh, that was great. <laughs> but uh, I, I really liked the action that they did. Yeah, you know, they were going. And it's, Chevy it's Chase. pretty. It's yeah. <laughs> I saw he got blown up by the. Well, middle. he was climbing down the hole. I don't think he should have got hurt that bad because he was trying. Well, well, the way, well, he was what, trying the way to they get back, back down. The, well, the way they filmed it, he was still pulling on it, and right as he was lifting it up, the missile hit. So you I don't mean, know what happened. He, well, I mean, we do to an extent, but we yeah. just don't know fully. Right. But it's nice. I thought. I thought you know they. they you know they show that there's no matter how. You, who you are or how you are, you you become chemistry. If you're around somebody long, you get chemistry with each other. Yeah. And Detective Colonel Casey could Colonel Casey just finally succumbed to I got to do the right thing. Well, we think I, we don't really. Well, Casey's an oddball. We he, know. No, he's he's got honor and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm like, saying? I'm upset that you didn't ask me to go. <laughs> You know. Oh no, I I agree. Uh, I mean that I mean, that was a great but show. They he had defeated him once and locked him up. So I I wouldn't have asked him. I would not myself have asked him again either. Now let I me see. ask you. Now see, this is where they I I keep guessing this like it's predictable, but it's not. I'm actually guessing wrong every single time. And that is, I thought the video they would show him would turn them into instant agents. For Fulcrum, it was supposed no, no teaching them would, and no, also giving would, them information. No, it would just it would just give them the ability to be an intersect, and the the chaos of that. Each person's got to be a robot to start with because once they get the intersect, they don't they don't need Chevy Chase no more. That was dangerous. <laughs> really, was dangerous. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was absolutely yeah. it was absolutely dangerous. The uh, way I understood it was that if you don't have the if you don't have the noodle up here to handle it, it might drive you insane. No, right? What's that? Yeah. So the ones that the ones that received it and but couldn't hold their sanity, right? They got all that they got all that in their head and they'll use it. I, I'm evil. I totally thought it was a. I thought so, well. They've always said by the time, if, if they ever got to go on as, like, at least four seasons or five seasons, by the end of the show, Chuck would be a full-blown spy. Like, that was their intention. And I just keep waiting for, well, what if there's an intersect that can, like, program you to just, like, be, you know what I mean? Like, physically do all, like, you need to know how to do it. Like, you might not be able to do it well, but, like, kind of like how Jason Bourne, like, I don't know how I know to look for all the exits, but I know that I'm looking at all the exits. And right now we should leave, right? Something like that. So the past few times, like, I was expecting that. And this time I was expecting that, too. And that's why when he said, Chuck, open your eyes, I was like, oh, it's going to do that. And halfway through the thought process, I was like, no, wait. He's saying it's going to take the intersect out. I'm like, oh, okay. So, but, well, I mean, I also want to see Chuck and Sarah get, get together, too, which I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that would ultimately work out, but I want it to. But that's me, so... <laughs> I I I always want the geek to get with the blonde hair girl. I just I love that he went to went to go get the protection. It's like they have sex and his buddy stole his Morgan stole his yeah, Morgan, Morgan stole, stole. Left, left him an IOU to boot. Oh my Morgan, gosh! Yeah, so there's a kill you, there's Morgan. an internet meme right now. 
which is uh, uh, it's called Morgan's Death Sentence, and just it's like a little gift like, they can put on their, their Facebooks or live journals, which is just shows like him reaching to his con, his his wallet, looking a note that says I owe you one condom, buddy Morgan, and, and just and, and just shows Chuck looking up and goes Morgan's Death Sentence Part One. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was great. Now, how do you think it's going to end? I mean, do you think everyone's going to find out about Chuck, or or is it well? Uh, what happens? What, gonna... what about? Yeah. Well, I don't think the daughter can. Well, the daughter's not going to find out unless Dad tells him. I think. Yeah. Because you know, it's of course it'd be sort of bad if she know, she doesn't know, but everybody else in the family does. So that would be bad. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be quite interesting to see how they try to handle that too. So, but. Uh, and the Morgan's what going to go to Hawaii? No, oh, come on. <laughs> Took his shirt off. I thought that was interesting. That was just. I said that was a little unneeded for me, but I mean that that was. I mean it was funny. Also, the Big Mike Godfather thing was just a little bit. I mean that was a little bit too cheesy for me, but I mean it was so funny. Because and then oh, well, the thing that made it cheesy was you had Jeff and what's his name. As the, the minions, the, as the minions, and I'm they're just minions anyway. Well, they're so. minions anyway. Yeah, but I mean, they're like the Godfather minions. I'm like, uh, I'm not really uh, picking up on that job that they're trying to throw down with those two. I mean, Big Mike was actually really good, but anyway, uh, what else is uh, coming up that we've not really uh, lost is coming up? I have, but a, I mean, have an interesting. How can I say this twist? I can see what Siler's. Siler's problem is on heroes. Uh, did you did you catch what he's having problems with when he His shifts? Conscience? When he shifts to other people's, he when he shakes their hand and and grabs able to mimic them mm-hmm. by when he I don't know when he metamorphs into those people, he's got their personalities with him. I don't think so. Yeah, that's the problem. Like he was, he had an extra tooth. He kept it when he when he reverted back, and he had to yank it out. <laughs> I thought it was a bullet myself, but it was another an extra tooth. And if you think about it a second, every time he changes that bird, he picks up their way wavelengths, speaks the way they speak, knows what they know. His mother, his stepmother, he just touched her blood. On the on the sweater, and because he had touched her before, he was able to turn into her. Yeah, but I thought that he was, was more. If you made. think he was imagining that, he was not imagining. No, he wasn't imagining that. He was that. physically changing into her. Well, when we first see it, we realize that it's it's. We think it's just him imagining Me- mentally. her. Mentally, no, but, but it's not. And then it's him actually standing there and just turning into her. Because which is when freaky. he he's realized. He's changed so many times, he's realized that if I actually become her, right, I'll talk like I'll sound like her, and I can know a lot of her thoughts. And, and I don't know. I don't. You know, it's just like he believes, she believes, she was believing that he accidentally killed her, and he said, no, I didn't. No, I, I, see, I don't. So, I didn't get that at all. I think I that's going to mess with his. That's only going to mess with his mind. It's just I still. Like, I don't think that's it at all. I totally don't think that. I mean, that's. I can understand. You can see that. But he remembers it all. That's, that's a lot. Well, that's a lot to carry. Yeah, but if you, 
You can... You, but see, I thought it was just him warring with himself. And it still is. That could be. No, the, I mean, that's how I took it, which is like... You know, it's like when you do something, you, you're, you're highly involved with emotions, and, and at the time, he thought it was an accident, but when he started really thinking about it with her, that's how I took it, which is like, no, I meant to kill you. Like, right. it's because he knows... Now, I didn't expect Micah to live. I expected Micah to die, which I thought well, was a bunch of crap. I was trying to figure that one out myself. Well, that's the thing. I think talking to his mom... Well, him talking to himself as his mom, he... He started getting a conscience again. So why did the knife not kill? Now that I don't know. That is the big question. That's the big question we all need. Was to... it not big enough, or he got the wrong place? I, I don't know. I mean, it's that's that's creepy. That's the, that was the sixty-four thousand dollars. So I I'm going to say that Danko is dead next by the first ten minutes of the episode. I'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna go out there and say that because and that was creepy like. Like Jaws freaks the fuck out of me. Sorry, the crap out of me. But that 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 literally gave me chills because they end with him just because Zachary Quinto is a tall guy. I mean, and then you have the really short uh, whatever the guy's name is Danko, the guy who's playing Danko, and then you just see him just sort of creepily like uh, look up at him. That gave me the heebie-jeebies, man. The heebie-jeebies. <laughs> like I've said, I was like, ooh, next week's episode, next week's episode. Uh, that like that dude, that dude, that dude's so gonna die. So. But uh, so yeah, so Heroes is gonna be now. They keep saying that Mac Partman's gonna do something just off the off the hook to the point where he's like t- pretty much torture killing somebody. And I'm just yeah. like, well, what would make him do that? do that? I'm like, are they gonna kill the baby or something or kill? His I wife? don't think they're gonna kill the baby. They're gonna kill Janice. I don't. I don't know, but I don't think it would kill the baby. It would be a little hard to do. Maybe someone uh, makes turns into Daphne or something, and just I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> Daphne. Yeah, yeah. Daphne the speedster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, what else? Okay, what other shows that have already premiered the finales of uh, Life was just amazing. Yeah. Life was good. Life was great. I have so. Uh, I you know it, that show is pretty much they're saying it's pretty much the, dead. The, but they ended that. I so I mean story wise. Do you know the first television show that they ever put a finale to? The Fugitive. But it took them twenty years. <laughs> the Fugitive. Was the Fugitive? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we I watched the reruns for. I mean, I watched it when it was on, but then I watched the reruns for years, and somebody finally said it. So it's. Uh, and then the, I think the first one that they really did that, other than sitcoms, I mean short sitcoms. I'm talking about these hour shows that was uh, uh, Jericho because they didn't like the way it was ended, and so they put an ending to it. But yeah, so it's neat that the, that they've felt that they've learned they've learned that they need to put a finale to something to give it. Well, I mean, more meaning, I guess. Well, I don't know. The problem is, you get all these people, these fans who, um, that just, you know, they just want an ending to their story. You know, like they would all, they always want the show to continue on. Like, looking back now after seeing how season two of Eli Stone went on, like I enjoy, I love the show still. Season one to me is a pinnacle of just great TV from beginning to end. Season two, I would say, not so much collectively. 
I mean, considering what, what information they had, they did a really good job of trying to make it seem like the entire season was really about him saving Grace, Katie Holmes. But it just felt very hollow. And again, that's not really their fault. I mean, they actually, it felt like, I mean, wouldn't you say that they really, it was all like, not, not like Chuck, where they knew like maybe halfway through the season that we need to do everything we had planned for the next three seasons. So right now, if not, the show might not make it. Yeah. Like Eli Stone was just like, we have Katie Holmes, we have Seal, we're going to be back on for the back nine, and then they never did. And so then it's quickly, hurry up, hurry up, last three episodes, let's make it sort of count to something. And I mean, it, it ended up doing that okay, it's just it felt as a little more hollow than, like, say, season one, which, yeah. you know, which, which, I mean, what did you think about Eli Stone? Did you end up watching those? Or? I haven't seen them yet, so. You've not, oh. And. I've still got the link, but I haven't watched them yet. No, they're they're gone. They're gone. Well, yeah, because then I'm not going to get to see them. We got the we got the email uh, at the bottom. Uh, remember at the beginning of the show, you weren't listening, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I didn't know that. I didn't hear you say that. Just the, like old times. I said that I didn't hear that you said that it took the link down. I just heard you say that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the link is the link is still up. I mean, the links for the videos have been taken down due to copyright infringement. And okay. uh, from ABC, which you know, whatever. I well, they never showed. They never aired. They never. I, what, well, what's the thing the copyright is, a, infringement. ABC announced. ABC announced that they are going to air. ABC's a bunch of idiots for not showing their show. Anybody that has anything in the can and they don't show them, they did the, the same thing to Daybreak. That where that guy would wake up every morning and start yeah. the day back. I don't remember you were really into that show. A, I was really into that show, but then when they when they, the minute. The minute they said they were they were not going to show the completion of the series, I said they've got to run reruns now. So I assume they're not going to show the reruns, mm-hmm. and the reruns are not going to show the the finale, or whatever they had for the end of the first season. So I have no desire to watch it. Yeah. Now if they would come out and say that they're going to show, I think they only had thirteen episodes to start with, but I think they only showed like nine or ten or whatever it was. Yeah. I said, yeah, if they're going to show it all. Yeah, then I'll watch it. I, you know, I just started racing them. I don't even watch. You know, I've got it. You know, I've got it TiVoed in and all that garbage. It's supposed to tape it, but I see it on. I thought they did have a like a season finale like planned. I, they they didn't never do it. And they never aired it. They they never aired. They just took it off. I was really upset about that too. Well, because it was starting to make sense. NBC, it, I can understand doing that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like NBC with Kings. Because NBC overall is in last place. It's it's failing every everything Which it one? does. NBC, 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 ABC. There, I have no concept on why the hell they're doing that. And the thing is, is like all like not just Mark Guggenheim, but all these people who are having their shows canceled. They're coming up and saying ABC really supports the show. I'm like, no, they don't. If they really supported the show, they wouldn't have it. Freaking. I don't know. I just well, disagree with that statement. It's just like the unusuals in Southland. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'd like to watch them, but they're starting to. And then uh, what's it? What frenzy or fringe? Fringe. I'm, fringe is pretty much brought is being brought back. Which man, that's a that show. That's a freaky show. That show is freaky, but that's really good. It's, I'm getting really, really good. It's really good. Uh, I, but then I'm. The I'm unusuals sorting. I just could not get into. Like I it's, love the cast. I love is, the cast. I just to me, like that's that. hilarious. Well, some of the stuff is hilarious. The and problem is to get to hilarious stuff. It's sort of it's painful. Just absolutely, it's just absolutely, in all honesty, that's one of the 
fallbacks of law enforcement. They all have personalities and they all have to interact with each other. And sometimes it gets in the way of their job. Yeah. I mean, one's paranoid, the other one's going, thinks he's, the one, other one's dying and he's, you know, he doesn't care. What, what two other people, you know, the one guy's characters, his, all his, his uncle, his dad, his grandfather, they all died when they were 42. And he's coming up on 42, and he knows that he's going to die. He's going to die, and he's paired up with a guy that found out that he has some, cancer, a cancerous tumor of some kind that he could get operated on, and it might save him. But then again, it might leave him a vegetable. So <laughs> they put those two guys together, and it's just absolutely insane. I just and man, for, for what it's worth, about law enforcement, you have those kind of personalities. And, oh, yeah. and you put that in trying to protect and serve, it just makes it's makes some it of that hurt. stuff some of that stuff's just hilarious. I mean but uh Southland, I was really loving that. The it, it's a touch of realism too. Well there is they were saying it's like the ER version of, of the working with cops. Right, and the thing it gets you is is they're letting the swearing be in and they're not it's not they're they're bleeping it out. They're bleeping it out which makes it seem natural. It's just like you're following two police officers and the do of their job. Right. And they're, of course, they got to bleep it out because, you know. And it, and it feels, the amazing part of the thing, it feels natural. It doesn't feel like... So it's not like is, you're watching Sopranos and then, like, they, you know, that would not be a good show where they, that in that situation where they should air... The language is not... The language is, is not... is the language it's second is nature not, to what's really going right, on. Right, what's happening. It's not... The, it's the What they're saying is not telling the story. What is happening is telling right. the story. And they've just said something... Like, as they're thinking... They're thinking out loud, which a lot mm -hmm. of people do when they're... When they end up swearing, they're not really. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm more than anybody knew that. But that's <laughs> in most cases, that's what's about, and it's and it's a touch of realism. And uh, cops will bend the bend the rules, and it's just like the one that cop in the last episode, the one cop did. All he was worried about was getting getting that other Baby. cop's gun. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. They were at that party. And the big thing was, if anybody got shot with that gun, that guy was going to go to jail. So, he, I'm talking about the, the cop. No, oh, yeah, yeah, he, the cop got tied up, yeah. He, he lost his pension and the whole nine yards. So, what did the cop do? Took a picture of him for his friends, and, which that's not good, but because he was handcuffed to the bed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He went out there and got, went to his uh, service, you know, got his service revolver and confiscated it. So whenever that did, guy did get out of that party, he had to go get his gun from his buddy. So have you uh, have you tried watching Parks and Recreation? No, but it's it's not it's not good at all. Like I I try because a lot of people are a lot of people are, are are saying like me and this other guy at work have also tried it. I I think I can count the times on one hand how many times I've laughed or saw, thought something was funny. Like it's not like the like if you watch the first season of The Office. It's embarrassing to watch, but like you're still laughing at it, like the thing where they put cars on their heads, and it's like, I am a race, I am answer it, and it's like hoobly doobly. It's like, what is that? It's not even a real race. It's like, well, aren't you Indian? It's like, 
you know, she smacks him or whatever, and you're just like, that's, that's horrible that he said that, but it's hilarious. The Park Recreation is just not funny at all. Horribly not funny. Like, I'm just yeah. screaming. I, the thing is, the girl from I Love You, Man, and she was also in The Office, played Karen, uh, Jim Halbert's ex-girlfriend. She is gorgeous. I would watch... I, as a matter of fact, it's the only reason why I'm watching that show anymore is just because of her. Because, like, I, I really do not find it... Like, matter of fact, uh, I, I actually took it off my series recording after this last episode Thursday. I mean, it just was not funny. Not funny at all. And, you know... and But The Office is just... It's yeah. just knocking it dead. Like, every... Because that's the thing that really bugs me about The Office is, like... And I've taught, said this before on the show, and I'll say it again. If you would take Michael Scott out of The Office you would have a almost hilarious show from start to finish. The problem is, and the, the, the appeal of The Office is, is that it's like a mockumentary, and you got to have that character that just makes you feel really super uncomfortable, because that's what life is like sometimes. Oh, yeah. I don't agree with that, but Michael Scott, though, the thing that really makes me mad is that anytime Michael Scott shows something that you want to like him, he does something equally horrible to erase that in the same episode. And the last episode... Uh, Michael Scott Paper Company is doing good but also doing bad and he steps it up shows him that he's a good manager and you know for a fact the next episode because he's now back at Dunder Mifflin you know for a fact he's going to make things bad <laughs> because he's, a, he's they write, they're going to write him that way and it, I, I just don't it, it did point out though that if you put Michael Scott up against the wall he his brain starts working correctly, and that's always a good thing, yeah. because that was the thing. You know, they offered him like twenty thousand dollars for the Michael Scott Paper Company, and he said without consulting uh, Ryan or Pam, he goes no. Okay, and they're like, what are you talking about? It's twenty thousand dollars. We're broke. We don't have money for anything. And he's like, just let me speak to my team for a second and they go listen this I've seen this and then do this on, on, on reality shows where they, they argue they, we, we turn down for the first offer and then we turn down for the second offer because we don't know what the, really, the rest of the first offer is besides the $20,000 and then we'll try to take in the third offer and that's what they end up doing but then the third offer they go we'll give you $60,000 for it and that's it and Michael Scott's like no, no what can I speak with my team again for a second and like Ryan says it very succinctly, and it's very blunt, because usually Michael doesn't understand what they're talking about sometimes, like you even ask him a blunt question that's work-related, and, and Ryan goes, what are you doing, Michael? He's like, we, you got to talk to us about this, and Pam's like, yeah, I mean, we're all here right now, you just can't say no to that, it's $60,000, he's like, yes, but, yes, but would you rather have $60,000? Yes, I want $60,000, I want $60,000, split three ways, and they start arguing, and Michael's like, would you rather me give you fish, or would you rather me give you fish for dinner and also give you a fishing pole? And Pam, and Pam instantly gets it, like sort of surprised that he said something smart. And Ryan just, though, he's like, well, I don't care about fish. I want my $60,000. And Pam's like, no, no. You mean get our jobs back? And Michael's like, of course. The recession's bad. We need jobs. We need jobs. We need health plan. We need dental, everything. And that's the thing. When they're arguing again, he's like, I want the full health plan. Pam is not a secretary. She is now a salesperson. And Ryan is back. He's like my son who's murdered the company, but I still love him anyway. <laughs> and so they go back, and, they, and then right before they go, he goes, and by the way, I went dental, full dental. <laughs> so they give it to him. It was, it was great. Because you're watching, they're like, yay, Michael! Because the first time... 
that you want to cheer him on. Usually he does. Does oh, it was horrible. Yeah. Now my only other question I want to ask is, yeah, what did you think of uh, numbers? Numbers was great. I I, I I was really upset. I thought I thought uh, that he messed up. Thought he was going to go on his own. Oh, at the end there. Oh, I had a little too. I got a little nervous. I said, said, don't be an idiot. I said, you're you're that brainy and you're going to go and see that guy on your own. I said, don't be doing it. Yeah, that was not a good idea. But you realize that he didn't anyway. Well, he he didn't. He just (coughs) knew enough. He was smart enough. He's he's done enough. He just said, well, I got to go do this. And then the first thing he did was he called them and told him what he was going to do, evidently because right. And they they just he they covered all their bases before he went in and got the the diamonds. That was and, I mean, that was that was and, great. But they left us out. They left the viewer out of the loop. loop yeah. And that just made it. Uh, you were just expecting, you know, but but he wanted to look that guy in the face who stabbed his brother. So I, you know, I guess. Yeah. So, so it would that, that was pretty good. I oh I I I, I, I thought sure that something bad was going to happen. I did too. I totally did too. But the worst case scenario was just Don got stabbed. Yeah. And uh, but, but uh, man, I thought that was pretty good. Of course, you don't want to talk about Ghost Whisperer, and I can understand why. But well, I don't. That they did something that I didn't think that they would do. But then she has control of the show. They made it like they went on a voyage. Yeah, and they dropped out the fact that this it was Jim. Unless I unless I've messed up, mm-hmm. maybe I messed up. But her husband, who's her, in another her, body, her husband's out of another body. They just went on the cruise, but they went. It was the same cruise that she'd been on before, before he died, at least to, to my remembrance. And they added the the the. Uh, Psychologist that could hear, Jimmy that could hear the ghost. Yeah, they had added him to the thing. That there was a bunch of ghosts that needed. Maybe I've, as far as I'm sure, it was a rerun, but it said it was new. And what it was, it was the old episode with with them. Jamie with, Kennedy's perspective of what was going on. Well, he added him to it. It was not a. It was not you know. It was not you know. And I was sitting there where he he solved a bunch of the ghost problems himself over the phone. <laughs> it was a, and oh if it, and if, if oh my and I'll be honest with you if if this this happened before Jim died I guess I didn't remember it, I, you know. But to me it was a rerun, huh. and they said it was a newbie, so I don't know, but. Uh, but the last ep- the that the last episode I watched was it was back to the it's pretty good and oh yes she's going to have a baby now but they're not married <laughs> yeah the new Jim <laughs> yeah so and they were looking at the baby with the ultrasound and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! No! It turned into a soap opera. <laughs> well, the other thing is she's, da- she's fact, dating was, Jay, the, the psycho- What's his name? Yes, I, I saw one of his movies. Oh, is that one about? Uh, it was. It was more like a documentary type thing. Oh, well, it technically is. I mean, it was. 
Was it bad? Well, he talked about. They said, "Yeah, well, he said you can't you can't tell jokes, and you sure can't direct." That one guy said because he, he was doing a it was a right you know a critic. Yeah. The critic was telling him, he "says You sure can't can't direct because some of the mass was terrible." <laughs> he didn't direct the movie. Well, he didn't he write it or something or no. was he in it? Is that what it was? He was just in it. Uh, well, anyway, I think he had something to do with it too. I don't I, know. Yeah, you'd have to check on that. But anyway, yeah. I'm sitting there going, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Alrighty. Well, I think that should about do it. Do you have anything else you want to chit-chat about? No, I think I've hit about every show of the week. <laughs> Alright, so we'll be back next week with John. John will be back on the show. We'll probably hopefully have a new bathroom session for you. And... Uh, and Lord knows what else. So uh, stay tuned to our Twitter feed for all the, uh, the top current news. And uh, check out our live show uh, on the talk show. We'll have a link for that. And uh, thanks, everyone. We'll have to do another one of these, with hopefully with people actually calling in. Um, that uh, That's a little disappointing, but at the same time, you know, that happens. That happens. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So stay tuned, everybody, for next week's episode. And uh, thanks for listening. Alrighty. Get out of here with that cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! What the fuck am I supposed to say? What the fuck is that?